Preface of Gutenberg and the Art of Printing. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in August 2016. Gutenberg and the Art of Printing by Emily C. Pearson. To the gifted intellects, willing hearts, and dexterous fingers engaged in making the great art a blessing to the world. Prefatory Printing has been styled the telescope of the soul. As the optical instrument brings near and magnifies objects remote and invisible, so printing puts us in communication with minds of the past and present and preserves the thoughts of this age for future generations. But no one of the good and great of the past was permitted to lead the way in embodying thought on the printed page, save the wonderful man sketched in this volume. Out of a full heart of reverence, then, it is most fitting to embalm the memory of Gutenberg. While musing on certain old archives touching the history of printing, it was suggested by literary friends that we weave a memorial narrative of the chevalier and artisan honoured in bringing the art to light. Accordingly, we engaged in the work, having culled the most authentic warp and woof within reach. Devised in the quiet of old libraries and in the hush of peace, our little history finds itself heralded by the march of armies and the clash of empires. War, ever to be deplored as the author of almost unmingled evil, has turned attention to the cradles of printing, Strasbourg and Mentz. Directly we recognize them, shake hands, and are at home with those glorious old Rhenish cities made famous for all time. It is an interesting fact that the final completion of the world-famed Minster or Cathedral of Strasbourg closely preludes the time when the art of printing had its rise. Earth's loftiest spire may well mark the place where heaven gave the greatest treasure art to men. Pains have been taken to harmonize the accounts of early printing by various credible authors, and when in doubt from conflicting statements, for a safety and defense, we have taken shelter under the wings of the encyclopedias. Led on by the romance of the broken betrothal and afterwards most happy marriage, we love to linger over the art devised and cherished in the sanctity of the inventor's home. Nobly did the Lady Anna exercise her right, and to her almost equally with her husband are we indebted, since she cheered his way, inspiring courage in his work. In a cell of St. Arbogast, our hero found a quiet retreat for some of his secret experiments. Never was an old ruin turned to better account. The library and scriptorium of the great cathedral also paid tribute to this man's genius. But magnificent things were accomplished in Mentz after his unparalleled overthrow in Strasbourg. Organizing victory out of defeat, he took into partnership the two men of the time best fitted for the purpose and engaged anew in his chosen vocation. One is startled at the sequel of this fraternal alliance in the estrangement of those so knit together in pursuit and interests, 
but the stupendous enterprise of the firm and the stricken man mysteriously betrayed in the house of his friends were alike upheld by an unseen hand his persistence and noble purpose in inventing how infinitely more worthy of a place on immoral records than are the deeds of the warrior the design of our work allows only a brief sketch of the progress of the art subsequent to the days of gutenberg it is gratifying to note that certain ladies early engaged in the ennobling employment and for many years won golden opinions we gratefully acknowledge obligations to messrs rand avery and fry three cornhill boston and also to messrs h o houghton and co riverside cambridge for their courtesy in explaining the various processes of their model establishments to assist the writer in forming a correct idea of the present state of the art. Andover, December 1870 End of Preface